Support for this podcast comes from Blackline and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Tom O'Flynn, CFO of EES, and you're listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 228. As a finance leader, are you driving driving change in your organization? How are you driving change within your organization? In this episode, we speak to Dan Crum, CFO of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I, I think for me, it's really the evolution of the finance function and how it continues to evolve from sort of that record keeper to that strategic advisor. And a large part of that is the technology that we have. And so that's something that really excites me is how we can do so much more with the resources we have and how we can be more timely, more accurate, um, and, and just more effective overall as an organization. Listen to our complete interview with Dan after these words from our sponsor. Many accounting and finance professionals are facing a sizable obstacle these days. In this age of data enlightenment, their financial close processes leave no time for data analysis. The very activity that opens the door to new opportunities and career advancement. Blackline has the answer. By automating, centralizing, and streamlining financial close operations, Blackline customer organizations are now ready for the data-centric world, allowing their finance and accounting professionals to open the door to new opportunities. To learn more, visit blackline.com forward slash CFO. Oh, it's Jack Sweeney. Hey, Jack. This is Dan Crum with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Hey, Dan. Thanks for the time. Yeah, you're welcome. Hello, we're speaking with Dan Crum, CFO of the Kansas City Chiefs. Dan was good enough to accept our invitation to be a return guest, so we get to say welcome back, Dan. Well, thank you, Jack. Appreciate the opportunity to speak with everyone again, and I thoroughly enjoyed the first time, so I'm looking forward to this one. So the last time we spoke... You explained how a, a business continuity plan had really been uh, central in helping the, the risk management practices filter throughout the chief's organization. And it was so interesting, part of that discussion you shared with us. Um, can you just perhaps share how has that plan uh, evolved over time or been enhanced and, and how's it working today? Sure. Well, our risk management plan is it's an evolving, it's always changing. And, and what we do is every year we basically refresh the plan. We, we work with an outside consultant. Um, they come in, they, they look at what new risks are we facing? What new, uh, you know, what's, what's out there that we need to, um, you know, that we need to face, that we need to, uh, you know, take a look at more in depth, that maybe we have to have more resources applied towards. Um, and so we do tabletop exercises. We actually test our plan through those tabletop exercises on an annual basis. And we simulate whether it's a natural disaster or a man-made disaster or something uh, that we've got built into our plan. We simulate that and we make sure that it works and it functions smoothly. A football club is unique in, in many ways, 
but what would be the type of risks that need to be addressed that perhaps more typical uh, corporate entities do not face? You know, one one risk that comes to mind is, you know, uh, with the uh, geographic location we're in, we have tornadoes to deal with, and we've got uh, our stadium and our practice facility. And if a tornado were to strike um, and adversely affect, you know, impact the uh, the facilities, we would have to find another place to play our football games. So. Um, you know, while we were either repairing or rebuilding the stadium. So that's one of the risks that is pretty unique to our business um, and that we plan for and we have backup plans that, uh, you know, we put in place and that we can execute if that were to happen. That that would be other sporting uh, event areas around the state that you could possibly get access to in the event of some uh, disaster is that right? That's the that's correct. We we would work with the league, and they have a plan in conjunction with our plan. So we would work together, and we would identify the uh, the venue that we would be playing in, and and that's where we would play until our uh, facilities were you know repaired or rebuilt. You also touched on a pretty interesting dashboard that you've uh, sort of put together there uh, to oversee the operations and what have you. Can you give us again some background on the dashboard and how it's operating today and how you've continued to uh, enhance it? Sure. So we developed a heat map with all the risks that we, um, you know, that we've identified through the enterprise risk management assessment. Um, You know, we've categorized them into, you know, as far as likely likelihood uh and then the the impact of those and we're constantly monitoring that you know to look to see are any of the risks moving into a more likely uh category or a severe more severe impact category and so what we found is that the risks have pretty much uh been stable as far as where they're categorized it's just you know, our efforts, our plans are getting more and more enhanced and more and more specific in addressing those. And as we get more information um, and as we, been, you know, uh, collaborate with other clubs and other other professional sports teams, that knowledge sharing, that information helps us to address risk even better and to be even more prepared. So it's something we're constantly looking at. We're constantly evaluating we're updating as needed, and we're fine-tuning and making sure that our approach and our plan is really specifically addressed to suit those needs and those risks. We've been speaking to different finance leaders about how they measure uh, the customer experience today and how they want to do a better job, maybe, uh, measuring customer interaction. How does the club's uh, finance function today connect uh, with the customer experience? We're not directly involved. It's more that that goes more to our fan experience department. Um, we assist in any analysis or any uh, when we have to you know, double check numbers it's, and look at different things. Um, but really, our fan experience department 
has the uh, direction of the CRM system. So we have, you know, we can calculate customer lifetime value. We can accumulate information on our customers through that CRM system. And we also, in conjunction with our uh, loyalty system, we can determine what each customer spends their money on, what their preferences are. So we build a complete profile on each customer and it enables us to really take the the experience away from just a 10 game or 10 or 10 plus times a year interaction with our customers to now we're interacting with our customers 365 days a year. When it comes to the chief's workforce, what would the goals be as a as a finance leader? Well, one one thing that is unique about the finance department is we're one of the few departments that really interacts with every department in the organization and we have that unique interaction so we can position ourselves and position the organization as leaders by the way that we act the way we take care of our employees the way we compensate our employees so um, you know we can set the tone in a very positive way you know we can you know we focus on training we focus on making sure that you know the skills that our employees have you know are, are the the skills that they need to do their job so that they can do the best job possible we're we're an organization that's very big on learning we're always learning we benchmark we collaborate with other clubs um, we look to see what resources are available, and we make those resources available internally for for our employees, for our workforce, um, because we really feel that providing the training, providing the resources, the tools for them to do their job the best they can, and for them to really have fun while they're doing their job um, is really critical. And we find that, that the overall organization success really goes back to that and depends on you know how our how our workforce feels about their job and what they're doing and how they impact the uh, the finished product. When it comes to embedding a finance talent in other parts of the organization or other parts of the business, what advice would you have? How do you get that right? Well, I think the the takeaways that we have really the the important thing is to let the department that they're going into understand that we're here to help you and we're here to advise and to give you some strategic advice and we want to make sure that we're a resource for you so it's really a it's a a, a balancing act to make sure that you're providing the resources that they need so we and and balancing that against what we need to obtain from from that department. So I would say the first thing is we really need to make sure that the expectations are very clearly communicated to both sides that this is this is what we're looking for. What are you looking for? How can we help you uh, and and so that both sides know what what's expected. Um, having the right skill sets, the right people um, that go into each department, that they understand what that department does and what that department's goals and objectives are is very critical. So knowing that on the front end also helps to make that expectation level very clear. Um, so those are a couple of things that we found and that I think are very important is just 
you know, setting the expectations, understanding what they do, how they do their business, going in and actually doing their business. So if you're working with, uh, you know, the stadium operations crew, try to do what they do, you know, go out on some of their, their work days and see what they do so that you can get a good feel for everything that goes into their job. And that makes you more knowledgeable and you may be able to come back with some recommendations on, you know, how we can improve things or how we can improve reports that we generate for them or how we can help them on decision-making processes or make processes easier. Because that's one of the big things that we've done is we've gone into each department and we've tried to look at a process that we can improve, whether it was just a very paper-intensive process or a very manual process. And the real big push for us has been to um, to transfer those into very automated electronic workflows. So you're taking all of the the potential for errors. You, you're taking the potential for generating a lot of wasted paper and, and inefficient use of resources. And now we're converting it into something that's very simple. You start the process off. It takes you through an automatic automatic workflow and it makes it so much easier for everybody. And we found that morale goes up when they don't have to do as much work on the paper end and trying to push paper around. It, it's just so much easier when they're, when they've got a workflow that they can just kick it off and it takes you through the process and it makes sure that everything gets done accurately and timely. And we've done that in a number of departments and we found that that solidifies the relationship as well because we we're, we're listening to what they're asking for and we're finding a way to provide it for them so that builds the confidence it builds the relationship and overall it makes for more efficient processes that make for a better organization now are they coming to you asking for finance talent yet or is it still uh finance sort of suggesting here's how we can help you you know, it's both ways. We we see where they're asking for our help and they're asking us to do certain things for them. And I think that's all built upon that relationship that we develop. So they see it in various departments and they see what we've done and they see how we've improved processes and it, it spreads around and, and other departments start asking for, well, how how can we make this process better or how can we get this report quicker so it 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 has helped wanted to ask about metrics and the workforce and what are the what are the metrics that matter uh for you as the finance leader um i think with the metrics that we yeah we look at the standard headcount and we look at that year over year and we look to see where that's tracking uh but we also look at revenue per employee and we do and we look at that year over year just to see how that's tracking. So are we getting more efficient and effective as a workforce? And we look at that metric to see are we are we? You know, is that something that we're getting better at? Would love to touch on the subject of culture again, workforce culture with you. Last time you had some interesting um comments regarding how finance uh, influences culture in a number of ways um, inside this football club. One is organizationally, I remember, but the other uh, has to do with regulating risk. Sure. 
the unique aspect of being in the finance department, the fact that we do touch on every department. And so by conducting ourselves as, as professionals, you know, with, with integrity, um, and then also focusing on what are the, what are the critical areas that we need to focus on as an organization. So, you know, when we, years ago, when we focused, when we made risk management one of the primary focuses, uh, it's really caught on and it's really part of the culture of this organization. So, you know, we, we've looked very closely at every risk. But, you know, we also have the ability to raise the financial literacy of the organization as well. So working together with each department, that's a focus for our department is to raise that financial literacy level for the entire organization so that they understand the budget and the importance of the budget and they understand the business planning process and how that all works. Um, so those are things that we can do and that we feel that we impact the overall organization um, as the finance department. I think too often we think of risk management practices as undermining innovation in organizations. And for those finance leaders who want to appear to be strategy-minded these days, it's not necessarily what they want to be best known for having championed. Uh, but this football club has done just that. Uh, so what you're doing seems to be somewhat counterintuitive these days. Am I overstating this? or No, no. Uh, I think you're, you're right on point. And, um, you know, how there's various ways that we that we do that and that we accomplish that. Um, one thing that we did early on was we formed a risk management committee, and we had members from the various departments on that committee, and we meet regularly and we discuss the risks. We we look at everything that we need to. We look at the heat map. We look at the risk management assessment, uh, the tabletop exercises all of those things that we do. And it's really designed so that each department understands the role of risk in this, in this organization. And there's, there's, you know, a number of different risks that we have to address, but the more knowledgeable they are about those risks and what those risks mean to this organization, the better they are able to help us in mitigating or eliminating those risks. And so, they take it on as it's part of their job. It's part of what they do to make sure that we're we're doing everything as an organization together to mitigate or eliminate risks. And so we find it doesn't get to a point where, okay, we're just telling you you can't do anything. We, we don't want it to be that way. We want to look at how do we how do we change a process to make sure that we're eliminating or mitigating the risk as much as possible. And that's what having the risk management committee, having the constant interaction with each department, um, going through the tabletop exercises, going through all the planning meetings before a game, the production meetings, all those different steps that we take, we're all working together. And what we found, just as we discussed in the first uh, podcast, was that it, it helped us make our processes better overall. And we started to look at different things that, hey, we can change this. We can make this better because we're thinking about the risk. We're thinking about if this doesn't work, if we don't do it right and this happens, 
let's let's not go down there. Let's figure out how do we avoid that from happening. So let's figure out how do we have to change this process to make it better. And we found that that's just been that catalyst for change throughout the organization. And we found overall that um, you know the employees are happier. You know they're they're more motivated when things are going well and we've got good processes in place that they're they're eliminating those risks or mitigating those risks. So it it allows us to focus our efforts on the finished product and, and you know providing the most memorable experiences for our fans to keep them coming back and to keep them engaged. So we've just used it as a catalyst, but it's really it's the inclusion, it's working together, the collaboration and having everybody share that common goal. How is the the cloud changing finance, or how do you view finance's role when it comes to the cloud? Yeah, I, I think that when we look at the finance department, as I mentioned earlier, we are in a unique position because we touch every department in the organization. So we get to see what they need, what their needs are, um, what could help them function more efficiently. So we're in that position that we can vet out different tools, different applications. And as we see more and more migration to the cloud, um, it's making things easier because we don't need the resources. Um, you know, when we have the cloud handle those resources, that takes time and, and resources that we could be allocating internally to a better use. So instead of the support, the maintenance, all of those things that when you manage those systems internally, that now you've migrated to the cloud and they're being managed at that level, that frees you up to utilize more resources to, to maybe a better or higher use. So can you give us an example of uh, maybe a new tool that's uh, being used or adopted? Sure. Um, so, you know, what we're really focusing on uh, most recently is uh, Tableau with data visualization. So we've really put an emphasis on the ability to get information out of our data warehouse and our various systems into one single system that will provide us um, a graphical presentation of that information that our uh, management, our ownership can look at very quickly and be able to make better decisions, quicker decisions, because the data is presented in a way that you can absorb much more data than you could prior to using a, a data visualization tool. Thought Leader listeners, don't go anywhere. We have more of our interview after these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. What is one thing that's exciting you about finance and business right now? 
Well, I, I think for me, it's really the evolution of the finance function and how it continues to evolve from sort of that record keeper to that strategic advisor. And a large part of that is the technology that we have. And so that's something that really excites me is how we can do so much more with the resources we have and how we can be more timely, more accurate, um, and, and just more effective overall as an organization. Um, so for me, it's really how the, how the finance role has evolved and how we're viewed as the strategic advisors now, as opposed to sort of more record keeper and historians. Um, it's more future forward looking. Um, and the technology's been a big driver in that. And it's, uh, it's, you know, we can see the results of that. What are your finance leader priorities then over the next 12 months? Well, we recently developed internally uh, a complete business planning system. So each of our departments submits a business plan every year, complete with budgets and what their objectives for the year um, and how those tie to the strategic goals and support our mission statement. So we, we completely developed a new system. We looked at different business planning systems and tools and we just didn't see anything that really fit our business model. And, and so we developed our own internally with our programmers, uh, through SharePoint. And, uh, it's really been a, a huge benefit for the organization. So we rolled it out in the last business planning process. Um, and everybody used it. All the departments used it. And it was really widely accepted, made for a much more efficient, uh, more effective business planning process. And part of that was we included dashboards and metrics that we can see where the departments are tracking as far as completion of their objectives. So in these next, these upcoming months, I'm keeping an eye, an eye on those metrics to see are they accomplishing the objectives, um, you know, and has, has the system continued to provide value to the organization? Um, that's one thing. Uh, another thing is obviously the technology. You know, it's it's very it's rapidly changing. Uh, we're constantly looking at what's new out there that can make our organization more efficient, more effective, enable us to provide a better fan experience. So, um, you know, three years ago we installed a complete uh, Wi-Fi system in our stadium. Um, you know, because that's what the fans want. Uh, and so we're looking at, you know, what is, what are some of the newer technologies out there that can enhance that fan experience? So it's, it's, it's a process of prospecting, working, collaborating with the other clubs, looking to see what they're doing, um, and, and figuring out what is the most effective way to deliver to our fans. Uh, so, you know, I'll be looking very closely at technology, uh, very closely at our business planning process to make sure that our business planning system has enhanced that and made it more efficient and more effective. Um, so those are really, you know, some of the things that I'll be focused on in these upcoming months. Dan Crum, thank you for joining us on CFO Thought Leader. It's been my pleasure. Thank you.
Hi, it's Jack Sweeney. At CFO Thought Leader, we wanted to give you, the listener, some added clout when it comes to selecting next season's CFO guests. We call it Listener's Choice. And in the months ahead, our Listener's Choice guests will enjoy some added box office clout as we advance the CFOs you most want to hear from into next season's CFO lineup. To learn more about CFO Thought Leader's Listener's Choice, visit us at cfothoughtleader.com or go ahead and email me at jack at cfothoughtleader.com. Hey, one last thing. It's no secret when we originated CFO Thought Leader, it was with iPhone users in mind. Android users, we have neglected you. And so to make amends, we just released a CFO Thought Leader mobile app just for you. It's now ready for download on Google Play and Amazon Android Markets. No matter what world you're part of, thank you for listening. <laughs>